welcome to the Mooley Asset Management Podcast for May 1st, 2013. This is Brendan, and today Tom and I are going to be talking about taxes and mutual funds. Um, so there's four different ways that you can get distributions from mutual funds. Do you want to talk about those, Tom? Sure. Um, when we talk about distributions, um, if a mutual fund owns bonds or has money in a some kind of cash earning type account money market you're going to get income from that of course you're also going to receive dividends from whatever stocks are in your mutual fund and then uh, you're going to get some capital gains depending on how the fund does and how much turnover the mutual fund manager has some of those gains are going to be short-term in nature meaning that they bought and sold the investment in less than one year and the rest will be long-term capital gains which means they held the investment for uh, longer than a year for a very long time right okay so it sounds like capital gains can vary do you want to elaborate on that a little bit yeah and that's a good point because I've had some clients who have said to me hey this fund distributed you know ten dollars in capital gains last year so it must be doing really well mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily uh, capital gains really depend on what the manager sold and what kind of um, holding time he had and of course what kind of gain he had as well so let's look at an example suppose you had a mutual fund that you invested in on Monday and the mutual fund that you invested in held shares of IBM since 1994 20 years but they didn't sell it until this this week or this year you're going to be responsible for 20 years of capital gains even though you only held the fund for a day or a week or a month for a very short period of time, you've got 20 years of capital gains that have been built up. So you could get a, a little surprise uh, at the end of the year or at the end of the holding period. Capital gains are typically paid for mutual funds at the end of the calendar year. That's why you want to be super careful about buying mutual funds in a taxable account right near the end of the year. Every once in a while, though, a mutual fund manager will know that they're going to have a lot of gains and they'll make another distribution sometimes in June, in the middle of the year. Right. So, yeah, your capital gains will vary from year to year. Okay. Uh, I think it'd be pretty interesting if we went over another example of capital gains, uh, but from the flip side, like suppose uh, you were the manager of the mutual fund. Yeah, and this is something that we talked about earlier. Suppose you're the manager of a mutual fund and you've got all kinds of different holdings in your fund. You've got some small, uh, small cap stocks, some large cap stocks that trade every day. They've got lots of volume, lots of liquidity. You can move in and out without upsetting the market, but you also may own stocks that don't trade very often or don't trade in big volume. And, you know, if you show up and try to unload 20,000 shares of a stock that, you know, maybe only trades 20,000 shares in a day, you're going to upset the activity in that stock. So every mutual fund manager throughout the course of their day is going to find out what kind of redemption requests. You know, when people need to sell, they're going to, they're going to file a redemption request. In my business, we call it a sell order. Uh, when you get a large order of sell orders or redemption requests that come in, which items do you sell first? 
probably the ones that are the most liquid, right. easiest to get out of. Right, so you're gonna wind up owning a hodgepodge of different stocks, some that have really good volume where you can get in and out of pretty easily, but then you're also gonna own other stocks that you don't, don't have very often, and that can really, you know, you could be unleash unleashing capital gains that have been built up for a long, long time in these funds. Right. So it's a lot to learn with capital gains. Definitely. So we just talked about capital gains. How about capital losses? Okay, that's a really good question. With capital losses, see, if you're an individual investor, what you do at the end of the year is you match up your capital gains and your capital losses, and you come up with a net gain or a net loss, short-term or long-term, for your taxes. Mutual funds, very different. They don't share those capital losses with you. Instead, instead they're stockpiled and they're carried forward and they're used against future gains in the account. So, you know, we talked a moment ago about how someone could own IBM for 20 years and have tons and tons of capital gains unleashed. However, if this same manager who unleashed a lot of capital gains with IBM is also sitting on some losers, they can pair up the gains and losses in the account. So there's a lot of bookkeeping with mutual funds that goes on behind the scenes. It's Sounds a lot, complicated. Yeah, there's really a, there's a lot involved with mutual funds and we know that when clients go to sell mutual funds that they've held for a long time, it's a nightmare because yeah. we have to add back in all those capital gains to their cost basis each year and come up with a net cost basis to figure out their gain or loss. It's it's really a lot of work. It's yeah. very it's very complicated. Yeah. Um so we're talking about mutual funds here. Um, selling them can be complicated like we just talked about, but is there something simpler maybe um, that makes it easier to just invest and get in and get out? Yeah, the, the, the industry has really come up with a good solution in exchange-traded funds. You still get distributions from exchange-traded funds, so if you own uh, something that's generating income, whether it's from bonds or some other type of investment, you're going to get your income passed through to you. If there are dividends on the stocks in the exchange-traded fund, you're going to get them passed through to you as well. Here's where things start to differ. If you have a gain or loss, it's based on the gain or loss in your investment. If you bought the ETF, the exchange-traded fund, if you bought it at $60 and you sold it at $71, that's your gain. You know it. You bought it at $60, sold it at $71, just like a stock. No surprises. No surprises at all. And your gain or loss may be short-term or long-term. And so it really comes down to the time that you held this investment. It's much, much simpler. It's a much easier way to go. And, and when we talk about these different types of investments, just remember that none of the securities that we mentioned in this podcast or any presentation represent a past specific recommendation of Maluli Asset Management. And this presentation is not a recommendation to buy or sell any of the securities that we mentioned here. But quite frankly, if you're relying on a podcast for investment advice, we think you might be making a big mistake. And so we strongly urge our listeners to consult with their investment advisor before they make a decision to buy or sell any investment. Now, if you don't have an investment advisor, we'd be happy to talk with you and answer whatever questions you have. You can call us at 732 223 9,000, or you can find us on the web at maluli.net. Okay, that's all we have for this week. Hopefully you learned something about taxes, mutual funds, and a little bit about exchange-traded funds, too. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.